0: Welcome to Real Realism Radio, show 252, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. This show is made possible by... Tired of your website not performing the way you want to? Get a free SEO audit at mudpotdesigncom slash free-seo-audit today to find out how they can help you. Change can transform our lives as we're all experiencing through these crazy times. Often radical change helps us make the connections that show our life's passion and sets us on our path. Today we're talking with Rebecca Ingalls, herbalist at Palmer Pond Botanicals, and psychotherapist at Swam Scott Counseling about connecting with your path through chaotic times. Now here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio.
1: Radio. Hey Rebecca, welcome. Hi
2: Candace. Hi, uh, thank you. Hi, Patrick. Good hi. to see you.
1: It is always so wonderful to talk to you. And, you know, since we're all doing this remotely, you can be San's mask. <laughs>
2: Right? Yes. So freeing. Thank
1: oh, you. yeah. You're out on the East Coast and it is. There's some seriously serious mask um, regulations there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Masks, mask, mandatory mask zones for sure. Right. Who would have
1: thought, you know, even a decade ago, 20 or 30 years ago, when you were getting started in herbalism, who would have thought that just being in the garden and smelling the plants would be so challenging?
2: Right. Right, so happy, but so happy yeah. that I know to be in the garden and smelling the plants. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so fortunate, and it's beautiful here in New England. The temperatures are um, off the charts. It's like in the seventies right now, and the tree. Even though we had a drought this summer, the trees are gorgeous. The colors are reds and coppers and golds. Unbelievable. Yes. yes. Yeah. So
1: everybody knows we're actually recording this in the fall. So (laughs) (laughs) totally that's okay. Cause you know, it's been crazy and it, there's been so much change. I mean, I I've noticed even the most basic things have changed in life in ways that I never imagined possible. And your story with starting out with, you know, I mean, you didn't grow up in the garden, right? I mean, at least you didn't, your first connections with plants were not, you know, you you grew up in a city, right? Yeah, I grew up
2: in San Francisco. We did have a little backyard, but uh, it was, uh, yeah, pretty much city living, city school. Golden Gate Park was lovely nice. and uh, going over to the Japanese tea garden was a special treat oh. um, and all that was free back then can you imagine oh the museum gosh. the aquarium um yeah and the tea garden oh, gorgeous but, but on the weekends we would we would go up uh, my dad um, bought some property up in Guerneville California In mm-hmm. Guerneville was a I think it was also known as Stump town. I think the <laughs> german tree uh, uh, um I think there were a lot of german immigrants there and they uh were cutting the redwoods, so oh. it was called Stump town because it was covered with yes. um redwood stumps nice. so so oh, sad now, God. knowing what we know but yeah, yeah, we'd play in those as kids. I have three siblings and um we'd play in those stumps. They were massive. Could oh, have a whole, you know, playhouse would be a stump of a redwood.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So foundational and so important, I think in my evolution. Right. Towards gravity I was, the connection
1: with the trees was part of your, you know, first really serious connections where you started to really recognize the plants. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. my, My, um, my dad was a chiropractor and, uh, this is back in the sixties and his office was right down, uh, near Haight-Ashbury in, uh, the summer of love 67 and a little after 67, he moved us up to the, to the, sold our home in San Francisco and moved us up to those hills in Northern California. And he, um put a little trailer on that property. So we lived in that trailer with no electricity and a family of six. Oh, wow. (laughs) You can imagine I was outdoors a lot. We still had to go to school, but we had a long walk to school. And my dad um, would say uh, he was worried about us running into into wild boar. And so he instructed us, you know, if we saw a wild boar, to uh know where the closest tree was and to climb that tree. So <laughs> you know to me that meant trees were my protectors, trees were a safety, um comfort. I played in the trees. So nice. I felt I felt maybe I was like a, a child druid in a way. <laughs> nice. No disrespect to that religion, but very, very tied to the trees. And that so when, was my first. When you
1: guys first moved out yeah. there, did you and go bay. kicking and screaming or were you excited about moving into the middle of nowhere?
2: I, I think we were basically in shock. I okay. think my dad had a real transformative. I don't know what was happening. He grew his hair out. He grew a beard. And next thing we know, we're we're living there.
1: So your and life think, was completely. I think we were all in
2: shock, <laughs> <to be> frankly. <laughs> But we had we'd have little uh, we'd have a little fire every night, and I remember yes. picking the bay. Uh, I mm-hmm. guess it, is it bay laurel up there, probably
1: uh, or myrtle, California. possibly California myrtle. Uh,
2: but and there were there'd be little bay berries, yeah. and I m- remember my brother and I would be stirring those, trying to make some sort of perfume. I don't know what we were doing, right? <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, that Play. sounds so
1: romantic and idyllic.
2: Oh boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think my mother would have a different story. <laughs> I do right now though, it's true, Candace, I do feel so fortunate yeah. um to have had that foundation laid down.
1: Yeah. So yeah. how old were you when you decided to really study the plants?
2: I think um we ended up moving to uh the east coast. Um my parents were both from uh, my dad was from Cape Cod, my mom from Boston. So we ended up here um actually on Cape Cod and I went through high school there on the Cape. Okay. And then when I um and then I went on to college and I met my first husband, who was a fisherman from Martha's Vineyard. Oh wow. And so I moved to the vineyard with him. I was quite young. Mm-hmm. Um I think I was twenty. And, uh, so we started a life there on Martha's Vineyard and, um, let's see, I had my daughter in 1983. And I think while I was pregnant with her her was when I really started researching, trying to find books and information about, you know, how I was going to care for her, um, where my dad was a chiropractor. Um, My mom was actually a registered nurse. She worked at Children's Hospital in San Francisco, um. However, they did not bring us to the doctor. So, oh. uh that whole world of western medicine was completely foreign to me. Oh wow. Um yeah, until I got pregnant and all I knew was that when a lady is pregnant, yeah, you know what I knew from like TV and books is that you, <laughs> you go to go to the doctor. Right. And so I did that and it just wasn't jiving. Some of the yeah. some of the practices weren't jiving, so I did um I did seek out some, some, and at that time in my mind, it was alternative healthcare. Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt very strongly that way. There was a cool health food store on the vineyard. I was so lucky so I could get like coconut oil and, um, they even had some essential oils, which I didn't use then, but I, I was fascinated by that little drawer they had with little bottles in it. (laughs) It It was fascinating to me. So, um, Yeah. So that was it. And then raising, uh, two children. Subsequently, we, um, I, I did, um, divorce that Mm -hmm. fisherman and moved, uh, here to the Boston area and met Mm -hmm. my now husband and, uh, just continued to study. I never stopped. I never stopped reading and studying. I worked, I did Rosemary Gladstar's, um, the science and art and science of herbalism course, nice. and that was very instructive. Uh, but the approach was, um, yeah, study, study, study. A lot of flashcards. Learn your um, learn the constituents of the plants and their actions. So, carminative, demulcent. Yeah. yeah, and so it was. You know, it was a good education, but it yeah. my, it's just continued to evolve. Yeah. As I am, um, yeah, as I raise my kids, and there's
1: so many different approaches that we can take to remembering all the things the herbs can do, right? Maybe yeah,
2: and- yeah. It was, it was. Um, it, I still felt it was a medical model in a yeah. lot of the, you know, in searching out my herbal teachers, um, and even I studied studied aromatherapy at the Pacific Institute of Aromatherapy. Kurt Schnellbelt and that was an intense course it was a lot of chemistry oh yeah um very fascinating Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of the medical model like this treats this yeah and that still didn't kind of jive with uh yeah my my or my whole life experience was not not that model like diagnose and treat right um and when my daughter was thirteen, she opted to go back to Martha's Vineyard to live with her father, mm-hmm. um, her biological father. And that was extremely, mm-hmm. excruciatingly painful to me. Oh god, yeah. um and it shook my it rocked my world mm-hmm. so much so that I sought help uh, in just dealing with Good. like, how could this possibly happen? Right. You know? Yeah. Cause I thought I had been like the most fantastic mother ever, <laughs> right. uh, but I also realized that, you know, perhaps that wasn't true. And so I did um, a lot of work in psychotherapy, something I was always interested in, but um, I really focused on that for a good solid 10 years and yes. eventually um, ended up with my own private practice yeah. uh, was so helpful to me and I learned so much. And uh, it was nothing that I, I don't think it was anything that I could have, it, there was there was no cure for my, for my self-concept and what in my pain, right. um, but there was comfort. I continued my work with the plants and it was so comforting. And um So the two, the two things have become intertwined right now. And I can't, uh, I can't imagine. I have a lot of colleagues I work with who are, you know, very into the therapy side of things and looking at beliefs. And, um, I think that's very important work. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is any, um, I don't think there's any substitute for a healthy self concept. Right. Um, and I see people who work very hard that way, but also, I think having the plants for comfort and support and um, relief, yeah, um, is just an extra layer. Well, and you- also, I work with herbalists who know so much about the plants and are you know so um, immersed in their work with the plants, but haven't done the work on self concept right so i see yeah. i see suffering there too and i i just think life's too short to suffer
1: right so one of the things i've loved about watching you evolve over the past couple of years cuz we we met in bni what three or four years ago at this point it's been a while
0: yeah, yeah. so and for the other, uninitiated <clears throat> bni is
1: business networking international there you go it's a networking group um, for those of us who, in any profession, not just herbalists, who want to increase our clientele and increase business. And um, so you and I both met, despite the fact that we were across the country. We met through BNI. <laughs>
2: so I was listening to your podcast. That was awesome. I was listening to you and Sue back then, and at one point you had mentioned. I think at yeah. one point in one of those episodes, you had mentioned BNI, and my I'm like, I'm going to contact her because I had done searches. Yeah, herbalist. Like, yes, there's like I- three of us.
1: In the entire, all of BNI, there were only three of us who claimed herbalism as our field. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. And it was a tough, it was a tough field. It was really. I I felt it was a tough field. There was a lot of education involved in those, uh, in those meetings. Yeah. And I'm in a suburb here on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. It's, I think it's a little different Oh, even, there here, you are. even here where we have
1: an herbalist like on every block. I mean, we have like probably even a professional herbalist on every block. It was still a lot of education in B and I. So yeah.
0: <laughs> would you like to deepen your connection with herbs? One way is to join the Herbal Nerd Society. As a member, you'll have influence on topics that we dive into the practical herbalist and here on Real Herbalism Radio, along with articles. That are catered specifically to you, written every month. If you'd like to get more on herbs and know more about herbs, join the Herbal Nerd Society today by visiting herbalnerdsociety.com.
1: But one of the things I've loved about watching your practices, both of them evolve, is that when I first met you, you kind of kept, you know, therapy and herbalism, you thought of them as separate and what I've been watching is you're, you're letting go of that boundary. And for me, that's been exciting because my own experience with the plants is that they speak to this deep unconscious or semi-conscious level of ourselves. So they can help us heal on levels that we can't access through talking or through thinking about it. And so they're, they're so deeply healing and it's powerful.
2: Yeah, I agree. And the, I I have been thankful for your support. Mm-hmm. You've been a, you've been a great determinant. And uh, yeah, I remember thinking like, how can I, you know, I, you know, I, I'm all about ethics and, and mm-hmm. keeping my therapy practice, you know, focused on beliefs. But I think I told you the story. I had my office in my house and I was also drying, or I have my, an herb closet mm-hmm. just off the therapy room. Well, of and course I was you would. Yeah, of course. Of well, course it, my of husband would. would say every room is, <laughs> <an> herb, right? <laughs> I have here, roots there, herbs. Of course. There's, there's plants everywhere. That's how it and should be. And things macerating every, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patrick knows. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure do.
2: I think most of our audience knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Isn't it so fun, especially now during harvest season, it's like <sighs> herbs yeah. everywhere, but I had a bunch of, um, lemon balm drying and, <sighs> you know, oh, I had reached yeah. a threshold where I couldn't, I couldn't smell it anymore, yeah. but I did have, um, I did have one of my students come in for therapy and, and, um, he was generally a pretty pretty down he was dealing with a lot a lot of physical ailments and a lot of you know hard stuff with aging parents and so forth and you know so he came in and he just was like mm-hmm. oh I feel so good in here I think there's a smell like but it's it's not just a smell it's like a feeling
1: nice. and
2: he said it feels so uplift I'm relaxed yet uplifted and I'm thinking could it be the lemon balm yeah <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he was happy to oh yeah you know come for our meeting but I think also uh yeah I didn't realize the um and that wasn't the only time it happened multiple right. times with any of these mint family aromatic plants when they're oh, yeah. drying oh, it's yeah. just a subtle beautiful
1: mm-hmm.
2: transformation of a space yeah oh, yeah yeah. And and I do think it it speaks to what you were saying Candace yeah. like the limbic center or the pineal gland that that there mm-hmm. are very slight shifts yes. and one never knows like yeah. what causes what or right
1: yeah well i mean my own experience going through the, the the various things i've gone through has been that a lot of times the the plants help move things on levels that i'm not even aware of but they can see it and so they help those things move and they might be partly chemistry but it's also the underpinnings of beliefs that are getting in my way of the 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 block the thing the wall that i've hit well Mm -hmm. underneath that wall where i can see it there is a foundation of earth And the plants dig their roots in and say, okay, we're going to move this a little, move that a little. And look how we made a lovely crack in that cement. Look how that's opening up. See how you can get through there. And then the whole top of the wall starts to finally crumble. And it's because the plants offered a little bit of help,
2: you know? Yeah. And a little bit or a lot, we never know. right? I think uh, one of the ways that, The way I practice is very much grounded in determinism, Mm -hmm. which says that um, it's kind of based on cause and effect, that there are no effects without causes. Right. Even if we don't know the cause, we we make that assumption that there is a cause so that everything is completely respectworthy and justified. Right. 100% of the time. Yes. That we humans as animals, as mammals mm-hmm. and creatures of nature are always doing the best we can all of the time. And I I love the training that I've had um in that in that foundation of, you know, we're creatures of nature just like the trees and all the other mammals and the birds and the fish mm-hmm. that we also uh, can move about and go toward what feels good. And that's yes. the purpose of our life is to enjoy it. Um, you know, if a tree isn't faring well, we're not going to go up and, you know, like if it's an apple tree, for instance, and right. it's not producing apples, we're not going to criticize it right? <laughs> or have contempt for it or kick the apple tree. We're going to say, hmm, this is hopefully we'll, we're able to be curious and say, I wonder what causes this yeah and, and how, can how we are help? we going to address this and that's yeah. what the work is yeah and yeah it's not there's it's connected yeah this yeah. whole ecology of being human in this world with the plants yeah with the herbs it's beautiful yes yes and yeah. i
1: love how like your fellow that that um, cheered up with the lemon balm. I mean, you can look at that and say, okay, what is lemon balm telling me that he needs? You know, I mean, lemon balm likes a good, sunny, open field. It likes just the right mm-hmm. amount of water, not too much, but not too little. You know, I mean, it kind of gives you some insights into some of the things that he needed to be thriving, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. So the plants kind and of, never- yeah. Right, right, and you never know what that is one thing i mean it i I think you can study the plant constituents until yeah till the end of time i mean right. you the more you know, the more you know you don't know,
1: right <laughs> uh, but, <laughs>
2: yeah. you know when you find a plant or when a plant moves you that way or you know yeah. speaks to you, and i do I do hear, oh yeah, I hear them and sometimes louder than others and i think uh that's pretty exciting because you never know like the next i don't know there you know that summer for instance yeah. he ended up finding someone who had a lot of compost he found some pots he found some rain barrels and he ended up with a whole garden in his beautiful in his um driveway beautiful so but we don't know yeah. what causes what but right i you know, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And I, you know, on any given day, knowing that I can reach for, you know, some chamomile and oh, some God. <laughs> some lavender and some, you know, whatever. I have a little oat straw in my tea. It's just it's so comforting. Yes.
1: Yes. I have to admit, I've been loving chamomile lately. <laughs> Me too. It relaxes your stomach and it relaxes all that like nervous tension that builds up when you feel yeah. like... Not entirely powerless, but I don't have the power to control events happening around me. They're so much bigger than me and they involve so many people. And I'm just one little, you know, pebble in the garden. So (laughs) chamomile's like, hey, you know, relax. It's
2: all good. Yeah. (laughs) And chamomile says, I'm little too, but I'm potent. (laughs) Exactly. I'm little, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this vision of uh, of having a chamomile. <laughs> I want to make a chamomile bed in my yard. Oh I think I want to do it with Roman chamomile. Have you ever heard of that? Uh-uh, but it sounds like lovely. The, where you can like yeah, literally lay wanna, down on it. Yes. Oh, can you God. imagine? Especially where a lot of us are working from home right now. I yes. know you're in your studio, but yeah. Um I'm doing I'm doing oh, yes. most of my work from home right now. And can you imagine like taking a like a 10 minute break and right. laying instead of chamomile
1: get off of yet another zoom meeting and be able to go outside and just say, okay, I need to breathe in some of this.
2: <laughs> yeah, like in. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds wonderful. You know
2: I do that. <laughs> yeah. So fun. And then, uh, another thing where the plants have found their way in is, uh, I do a, a weekly meditation. And oh, nice. so it's a, it's a meditation group and used to be at my cottage in Salem, which I've subsequently, um, given up during COVID. And yeah. so now we're doing zoom meditations, but prior to that, the tea, the herb tea worked its way into yeah. uh, the meditation session where we take a break and have mm-hmm. some nice herb tea that I made just for the meditation. And, uh, you know, those folks who came, some of them had never had an herb tea. Nice. Like, I take it for granted, but yeah, there are, you know, yeah. you drink herb tea, but not oh, everybody yeah. does. And I ever, think sometimes yeah. I can forget that. And um, and that has meant a lot. And even during these COVID times, um, yeah. one of my students reached out and said, you know, we could do meditation on Zoom. Yeah. So we've nice. been doing that since um, since April. And do you sell your teas as well? Like, could a, could could your meditation group
1: potentially say, "Oh, we're gonna buy whichever tea you say for this week"? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Sometimes they'll take it. Someone was—I um, don't know—she wasn't able to make it to meditation. She had some sort of um, she had a, a, some surgery, and um, so that was one of the things we sent her some herb tea so she could still have that. Because it's true, yes. you could still yes. have that comfort something yeah. about the smell and the flavor of the mm-hmm. tea brings you back yeah yeah it really yeah, yeah. so can and people that's can people join can
1: anybody join this meditation group potentially
2: yeah i have it on my uh it's on my website um swampscottcounseling.com or rebeccaingles.com either one and there is um There is, it's one of the services that I offer meditation. And right now I just ask that people contact me and I'll send them the link and we do it every Wednesday night at seven.
1: Nice. uh,
2: Yeah, we do that. uh, Yeah. It's like a mindfulness meditation, but I weave in, you know, the whole experience and one of my students now has, uh, well, two of them actually were interested in forest bathing, and one of them Ooh, has started oh, yeah. doing that as part of because she's working on her computer all day long. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, so now we've been taking walks in the woods, and it's so oh, fun gosh. because I can identify some plants as we're walking, and oh, it's just like another opening. And I, I think of you, Candace, yeah. it's like. It is all connected. It
1: is all connected. Totally. So and people can get your teas through Palmer Pond Botanicals, right? Sure. Yeah. So that's yeah. PalmerPond.com.
2: So PalmerPond.com. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And well, I'll make sure I have links. So okay, go through the links. How do people get hold of you?
2: So that PalmerPond.com, bo- dot com. Uh, Rebecca Ingalls.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And um I think that's it. And SwampscotCounseling.com. Swamp com. Counseling, yeah. Okay. They lead to the same place. Okay. To my therapy. Okay. My therapy practice. Yeah.
1: Cool. I will make sure the links are on the show notes page too for folks. Oh, thank
2: you. Yeah. So do you have any
1: last minute tips on getting through chaos and finding
2: your tree, as it were? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I do say if you can get outside and just wander, wander nice and see where see what calls to you. I like that. I so trust these these plants these these um beautiful um more than human creatures, yeah. you know, yeah, they're so much older than us, we share oh, DNA, yeah. but they have so much more, oh yeah and so much to offer in the way of comfort and health, yeah. and um, and love.
1: Yeah, they so do. They so do. Thank you so very much for being with us today. This was
2: so exciting. Thank you so fun. much. Yeah, and as always,
0: put, put an, an, an herb, herb on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration (FDA). They're not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease.